Hi, this is Anna. And this is Kim. And we are Saucy Southwest, where we bring you the histories, mysteries, murder, and mayhem of the American Southwest. We drink. Here we go. Um, and what are we drinking today, Anna? So I found a recipe. Okay, we are, I'm just going to put this out there. We are um, both cutting back on our alcohol consumption. Yes. Which is why we are um, doing a new thing on different drinks that we find either recipes for or see. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're doing new and different things and there is no geological border or boundary. Geographical. Geographical. That, not geological. <sighs> We, I can't even word. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to have dinner soon. True. Um, so I made Agua de Jamaica, which is... Should I taste it first? Yeah, try it. Way tastier than the ranch dressing. Oh, my so. God, that stuff is vile. <laughs> like, I, I think you might consume the whole thing and maybe the rest of the maize jar that I brought. Yes, I might. But also, very good little vodka. <laughs> yep. But well, it's quite tasty. What's in it? So, this is a cup of dried hibiscus flowers, okay. five cups of water, mm-hmm. one and a half teaspoons of grated lime zest. I didn't have lime zest, but I did lemon. Okay. So, I used lemon. Um, A half a cup of sugar. I tried to reduce the sugar, Um, so I did one half sugar and, or I did essentially a quarter cup of sugar and a quarter cup of monk okay. so to reduce the carbs. Right, no. Um, I sometimes have issue with monk fruit sweetener, so um, that. we will well, see how so. you do. Yeah, um, it is tasty. Though. And then one cup of rum is optional. Oh. <laughs> I did not add rum. I didn't realize that was part of the recipe until I started making it and then I'm like, oh, well, it's optional, so it's, it's fine. It's tasty. Um, but yeah, no, it, I'm, it's a really pretty color too. Yeah. And like this could be a, um, like I would use coconut sugar because that's, mm-hmm. that's what I, I use, but because um, it has a lower glycemic in yep. there. But um, this would be a tasty sub for my sangria. It really would. And as a non-alcoholic mm-hmm. option. Speaking yeah. of sangria, um, yeah. Memorial Day, I am smoking a brisket on Sunday and you had a brisket and potato salad. Mm-hmm. Brisket. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, there is one word in all of that that, <laughs> that caught my attention. Did you figure out which one it was? Potato uh, um, salad. No. Although I do like potato salad. No, it makes Very good potato salad. Okay. Anyhow, so we're obviously recording before Memorial Day, but we'll report back to you on how the brisket is. Because I have a whole one that's taking up the entire bottom shelf of my freezer. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to smoke it and then divvy it up. I am also texting you the recipe right oh. now for that so I don't Where forget. Where did you get the hibiscus flowers? Mom. Mommy has them in. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. I threw this together at the last minute from the stuff that I had available in my house. Okay. Who else has this many hibiscus flowers? That was my... This Me. might be really good, like, cut with some um, club soda. Yeah. Well, and that's... So what we normally do in the summertime um, is mom makes various different concentrates with the hibiscus. Okay. Um, and usually we don't use any sweetener, but we'll mix sometimes lemon balls. Sometimes it's rose hip. Sometimes it's ginger. I mean... Right. Just kind of depending on however we're feeling, we'll steep it and then have a big mason jar of this concentrate mm-hmm. um, and then mix it in with bubbly water. Okay. Oh. Or some in the winter, like just make it like regular hot tea. It's got, I don't know, good antioxidants or some shit in it. Um, It's tasty. It's that's, tasty. That's more what I care about. I, okay, y'all, it is freaking cold given that it's May 22nd today. A friend of mine went up to um, Denver this weekend and it's snowing up. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't, I I grew up there, but I know. Well, and they were like, "Why didn't you warn me?" Oh, kind of forgot. <laughs> I know, like it's just a normal thing that happens every few years about this time. time yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, my junior year of high school, mm-hmm. I was taking my trigonometry final. Look out the window. 
and it was snowing. Which, I was like, oh, snowing! Very loudly in the middle of the final, but- Did you get in trouble? No, our teacher who was newer to the Rocky Mountain West was like, wait, what? Swivel head out and was like, oh, mm -hmm. solid way for anyone who fails this uh, test to get the teacher detracted. There you go. Um, no, but after that, we went to Elitch's because it melted. Oh yeah. And then it was like in the 70s. Actually perfect weather to go to Elitch's. Yeah, it is, it is. Anyhow. Back when it was, well, this was after it went from Elitch Gardens to Siglai Elitch Garden. Okay, that is easy. It's good. Um, I will say you have to be very careful with hibiscus because it can get very bitter and very raw. Yeah, but I kind of like that because mm -hmm. one of the things I was thinking about is that I like about wine is the tannins and the... Yes. Um, well, and that's why it's so hard to find a good alcohol-free wine. Right. Because the, the removal of the alcohol for most of the wines, it's like it removes that the tannin yeah. and the dryness, um, and then it leaves you with flat grapes. Right. And by flat, I mean like it doesn't have a well-rounded flavor. It's very one note. Nope. The flavor is flat. There you go. Um, and no, it's it's still as well. It's not. It's yeah. Not bad for. Okay. Notice the question in I my know, voice. I know. I know. I know. I'm like not bad. I still. I wouldn't recommend. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. What um, would you recommend? Using real wine for cooking. Okay. Y'all, if you do not drink wine and you do not like wine and you have a recipe that needs wine, go and get the Little Boda Books. Yeah. Either the Red Blend or the Pinot. Both are lovely. Both are cheap. It will give you exactly what you need, but I promise you just go and grab some random bottle of wine. You are going to hate what you have just made because cooking it down concentrates the flavor. Right. And the Boda, you know, and the Red are both, they're, they're solid. Yeah. Like they're just solid house wines that are good for a cooking use. Sure. You don't have to worry about the flavor getting all bleh. Okay. Number cool. of people I've had to have this conversation with now calls at grocery stores. Yeah. I don't drink. I'm just going to grab them. I'm like, no, please don't. Please don't <laughs> get that one. So, Anna, what are we talking about today? So, today, we are going to go back uh, to... Originalists? Originalists, yeah. May they rotten. Oh, presumptive assholes. Okay. What are we going to talk about? Oh, I said that out loud, didn't you I? You did. You did. I say the quiet parts out loud. Have you noticed? I've noticed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to try not to go on another rant about originalism. I appreciate that. I'm gonna try. I make no hey. promises. We all know my view on originalism. <laughs> yes, and to be fair, it, it was all in good context because when that was about a political rally that then, so, so yeah. rallies that were deadly. Yes. Anyhow, go back and listen. Yeah, if you haven't, go listen. Please, thank you. Like, comment, subscribe, do all the do all that stuff. Social media thingies, please. Um, no, so today we are gonna go back to May 20th, 2018, Pentecost Sunday. Okay. At the Lady of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Hobbs, New Mexico. I can tell you, Hobbs zip code. Hobbs is almost to Texas. It's in that part of the state. <laughs> part of my job is sending, um, is doing service to process, which means I, I have to serve, um, I have to serve companies when that are being sued. Mm -hmm. And um, most out-of-state companies have in-state places that where you can be served. Um, mm -hmm. One is in Española and one is in Hobbs. <laughs> so I know, that, and I send those out, and even though I, there are two big ones, I mean, there, there are more in the state. Those are the two big ones. <laughs> no, I'm just like, the two big ones in the state are in Española and Hobbs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. I would, sorry, if you had said Albuquerque, I would not have been surprised. I, well, and I am floored that, that it's not in Albuquerque. Right, like that's the largest city in the state. It's also the most central city like, in, in the, the state. state. Um, I feel like it would be easier to have a tiny office that did nothing but like act 
act as the in-state location for business. That's pretty much all it is. So. Yeah. But I guess Hobbs and Espanola are cheap. 88240. Okay. Good to know. 875. <laughs> so what happened on that fine Pentecost Sunday um, was after the noon map, okay. parishioners went up to the Lady of Guadalupe statue. Right. I noticed crying. Oh, really? Hmm. Hmm. So throughout the ages, there have been a lot of instances of statues that are crying. Right. Now, most of these have been found to be hoaxes. One of the biggest hoaxes happened back in the 60s um, when in Italy, a Virgin Mary statue was purported to be crying blood. Um, the Vatican has very strict rules they follow, and they investigate every single one of these instances because they're very careful, especially in the modern age, um, about, you know, talking about miracles mm-hmm. and, and kind of the religious mysticism. Um, the Catholic Church is actually quite pro-science. I know it's weird. It's weird. But they are. Politics and religion, folks. We bring it all. <laughs> there is no topic we will not discuss. <laughs> hey, I might not like the Catholic Church, but I mean, I got to appreciate any religion who sees something like this and their first response is, let's send an investigative team. Right. So did the Vatican send an investigative team? The Vatican sent team. Okay, cool. Um, so this happened on Pentecost. In 2018. In 2018. How have I not heard about this? <laughs> uh, honestly, I hadn't heard about this either. I was trying to figure out what to talk about for this episode. Uh-huh. Did a random Google search of like fun facts about New Mexico. And there was a list of like 12 things and this was on it. And I'm like, wait, we had a wait, weeping wait. statue here? Cool. What? In Hobbs. In Hobbs. I know. Like of all of the places, it was Hobbs? Not like Las Cruces or, or Albuquerque yeah. or Santa Fe or yeah, Hobbs. Okay. So tell me more. I'm intrigued. So it is a bronze statue. A, a bronze statue in Hobbs, New Mexico. It's a bronze statue. Okay, of y'all. The Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, you all have y'all have to understand. <laughs> there are lots of statutory um, s- shops here. Yeah, statuary. Uh, statuary, not statuary. I'm sorry, I love the government. Um, we deal with a lot of laws. Um, there are a lot of statuary um, places here, everywhere, in everywhere the in the state. And um, my favorite spice shop down in in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. um, the fruit basket. They ship, so if you need new, need um, new Mexican spices, they'll ship. Um, there's one full section of the shop that are statues, and like a huge portion of that are the Lady of Guadalupe, so and they're all plaster. Right. So, well, and something you have to understand for those not in the Southwest, um, the Lady of Guadalupe is essentially the patron saint of Mexico and the Southwest. Right. She is very, very popular, insanely popular. And so, if you're talking, I've ab- seen more bad tattoos of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah. Yeah. She's more popular here than the Virgin, to be perfectly Her, honest. Yes, yes. Um, as someone who is not a Catholic, I have no skin in that particular game, so, you know, whatever. Right. Enjoy. Uh, but I will say that if you look at any of the cases of weeping statues that have happened in the Southwest, in Mexico, down into Latin America and South America, they do primarily tend to be the Virgin of Guadalupe, mm-hmm. like the Lady of Guadalupe, not not the Virgin, the Virgin Mary. Mary. Um, and it's really just because... His mom needs some love, people. She's got really she has her whole ass on plus the rest of north not that sure let us have our thing down here okay no <laughs> right after i say i have no skin in this game no i really um but it's something that you will notice in any of the research or any of the stories that are coming out about about crying statues um some of the first crying statue incidents are noted in europe as far back as the 1100s and uh, even farther back no and um when i lived in europe 
that there were um, like several shrines, mm-hmm. um, usually to the Virgin Mary, um, and it was because they had pride. They were they had pride, or some, um, you know, or the Virgin had the Virgin gets yeah. She gets a lot of love in Europe. Yeah, she does. The non-southwestern part of United States Canada. Uh-huh. Okay, carry on. So where's I press on the Muerte? Death is just the opposite of birth. Yes. Y'all who like birth are the ones that are weird. Okay, as the only person in this room who's given birth, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, I've known way too many women who have gone through that. And I'm like, I, I, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Okay. I'm not a fan. Well, poor Virgin Mary. She got that without any of the fun. Um, no. <laughs> because Virgin at the time just meant young woman. It had yeah. nothing to do with sexual promiscuity. Okay. I know you know this, but most people don't. Carry on. So. My way we have, I know, we are, yeah. Sorry, y'all. I'm sorry that the buyers in the state make my allergies miserable. Oh, it's awful. So had to take a minute and not have an allergic reaction to existence in my state. And yet I don't plan on leaving this state. Probably ever. I'm just going to sit here and be miserable and allergic ever. Okay. The choices I have. Yes. What can I say? <laughs> but throughout, you know, centuries, right. we have worldwide instant, we will say, of statues who are weeping, um, primarily in relation to Christian cults. Christian cults. Yes. Okay. I, okay. You know, people call my pagan religion cult. I call their religion a cult. Right. It is what it is. Plus, I, I especially was, going back to... But there to are Christian early, cults. <laughs> no, but especially when you're going back to the very early parts of Christianity, there are many different cults that are not the primary Catholic religion right. that are around at the time that believe in many different things. And so so basically all of these different instances that happened throughout Europe are not necessarily Catholic. Okay. So, I mean, you have to kind of get a little bit of the context of what was happening in Europe at that time, okay. which is just, you know, like right. the Gnostics were really big because they didn't believe exactly in, well, the divinity of Christ um, or pretty much any of what was cobbled together. Yeah, they're very interesting. The Gnostics, very interesting. I um, I haven't done a lot of research on them, but what I have is like... Yeah, I've skimmed the surface. Yes. Um, um, but no, it's it's very interesting, and I do plan on doing more as more research eventually if I ever have time to study for fun again. Okay, probably not. So, but so this is something that has been happening in specifically Christian-related statues for a very long. So okay, and because of this, the Vatican what? The Vatican now has very strict rules in investigating. Okay, and very rarely will they actually name it as a miracle. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of the different things that have happened were fraud. They, they were false. Right. We um, and when I say false weepings, it's not that people were lying about the weeping. The statues really were weeping, but it was, as with the case I was starting to mention, in Italy, um, a man, the statue of the Virgin Mary was crying blood. Right. Vatican scientists sample the blood, find out it is the blood of a man. Okay. Right? Why Why would the Virgin Mary be crying tears of blood that had Ma'am. male DNA? And the owner of the statue refused to be the untested. And this was in the 60s? I want to say it was in the 60s. DNA didn't really come I know. I'm like, I want to say it's in the 60s. No, I'm talking about DNA testing. I'm like, not that great. Maybe I can't find my Sorry, name. my true crime. I know. You're, like, I know. I'm like, I want to say it was the 60s. But I'm like, no, that can't be. Because, yeah, DNA testing. And I can't find my note. It's okay. Of, of exactly so it happened sometime in the last anyway, century. So it happened post-DNA testing. But that is one of what has happened. And the tests that they've run. Okay. Um, other things that happen is hollow statues. 
statues. People will, you know, drill little holes kind of in the tear duct and set up either water or oil or something to come out of the tear duct. Um, Another thing that happens a lot with the porcelain or stone statues is that people will put wax Mm -hmm. in the eye so that as the ambient temperature rises, as in more people are in the sanctuary or room, the heat rises, causing the wax to melt. And because it's the shape of a human face and it's in the eye, it will, just because of the natural curvature, follow down as a tear. I have often said and believe that if some of these posters and criminals would use their brain power for good, the world would be a much better place. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Um, so this is something that gets a lot of attention from the Vatican, from the local diocese. Mm-hmm. Like, it is heavily invested. Mm-hmm. Now, with the case of the Lady of Guadalupe, mm-hmm. which is actually at the Lady of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Hobbes. Right. There's, I went to a lot of girl, Denver. I mean, they're kind of all, all over, over the place in the West. Like, yeah. that's why I say I'm like, no, really, she's a thing here. Um, but that is a bronze statue. They okay. were able to lift her up. Right. There's just cobwebs in there. Okay. Now, the first time she cried. Cried more than once. Yeah. The first time she cried was Pentecost, right. which I just, having grown up in the religion, I found it very intriguing that the first time this happened was on Pentecost. That's right. Pentecost Sunday is when, um, it, for people who don't, yeah, uh, it is when Christians celebrate that the spirit of the Lord entered and and to go forth and um and do it spread. People started talking in alternate languages and they and it was God's man that they go out and preach the gospel um to the world and that's that's what's up. It's the reason we have missionaries. Yes. Whereas Jews do. Yes. So, so that is that is the difference between some of our the Abrahamic religion, the right. Jewish religion. They Jews do not have missionaries. They're not trying to convert both Judaism. Christians do. do. Right. Um, Muslims also do. And a lot of it does come down to the different prophets saying, go forth. Go forth. And, and yeah. And, 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 you know, and, I, and I'm not trying to get into a... No. But, you know, everybody believe what they want to believe. That is the Pentecost. You are... Yeah. Oh, Christians are reminded that they're go forth. And, right. and it's also the, the beginning of the liturgical year. Yeah. Yeah. So... And it's usually, um, what, six weeks after Easter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yes. Yeah. where I turn my phone off I, as far as my yeah. ringer... Bad podcaster. <laughs> sorry for people who listen to us. Yeah, we're so sorry, all four of you. Although, I mean, some of our episodes are getting 16 plus people listening. So okay. thank you, all 16 of you. You're much appreciated. You are. We very much appreciate you. Anyhow, so yes. the, so the first time they looked and was so, on Pentecost. and Was on Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Um, then in July, okay. she randomly starts weeping again. And then again in September. Okay. We cannot, I couldn't find any reference of her weeping again after September of 28. Okay. So it was the three times in that one song. Okay. Now, weeping statues and visions of either the Lady of Guadalupe or the Virgin Mary tend to be seen as happening either at warning, like as a warning, or at times of great sorrow. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Handful of things. Right in that general vicinity, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, you know, babies, cages, that yeah. sort of thing. All happening right around then. Yeah. In that area. Just a thought. Yeah. Babies I, and cages, but you know. I mean, but also so many other horrific things were happening yes. at that point. It's kind of been nonstop, uh, really, since 2016 I saw to the other day um, that said maybe everybody, um, something along the lines of we all prayed for the world to not end in 2012. And so God was like, okay, I'm not going to end it, but here's everything I have planned. <laughs> can, can we can go back? Yeah. <laughs> can we go back, please? We 
did you not want to be here? <laughs> okay, so. So, in July, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm scanning this. I'm going to, I am going to read the full statement um, from the Archdiocese of Las Cruces okay. regarding investigation. Um, this is in July, so this is before the third instance, okay. but long enough after the second instance that they, they had started the investigation. Okay. Um, so, as a prelude to this report, I wish to say a word about revelation from God. The Catholic Church recognizes an important difference between public revelation and private revelation. Public revelation includes scripture and tradition. As Catholics, these two are the bedrock of our faith, and it is magisterium, bishops in the union with Pope, um, that is the authentic interpreter of revelation. Private revelations include apparitions and messages of Mary the saints or of himself that have occurred after the death of the last apostle. With the death of the last apostle, public revelation ceased. While Catholics are obliged to hold to the teachings of public revelation, we are not morally obligated to believe private revelation. No new information regarding our salvation is to be gained from private revelation. The message of private revelations only reaffirm and highlight what Christ has already revealed in scripture and tradition. Thus, Mary and the saints always lead us back to Jesus and the church. This is why Mary instructed St. Juan Diego go to the bishop and build temple. While miracles have occurred in the history of the church, they always lead us back to the fundamentals of our faith. The church, the sacrament, prayer, and confession. That's the prelude. Okay. To the invest to what he's about to say about the investigation. So basically, it's we don't have to believe. Right. Church canon says we don't have to believe. Right. Because it's not valid because the last apostle. Therefore, God is only going to talk to you the last. Like anything after. Okay. No, no I get it. I mean, I get so it. So that's like so that's that's kind of the big thing of what he was getting at. Um, essentially, what it, this next is saying is, and I, I mean, I'm just gonna read it. Um, while the investigation of the phenomenon at Our Lady of Guadalupe Parish in Hobbs, New Mexico, regarding the statue is not yet complete, I wish to offer a progress. On Sunday, the Solemnity of Pentecost, the statue of Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared to be crying. Parishioners observed liquid emitting from the eyes of bronze statue. The liquid was reported to have emitted three times. On Sunday, the Solemnity of Pentecost. On Monday, the next day, the Feast of Mary of the Church. And on Saturday, the Feast of the Immaculate Heart. So those all happened in that same week. Right. So this is, and so I count that as one time because it was all in the same. Right. Okay. Then we get to July. Then we get to September, right? <laughs> She's very sad. Stop crying. What? <laughs> of her time and who knows how long she had been standing there beforehand. Um, so the pastor immediately called, sent video, did all of the correct things that a priest should do when confronted with a weeping statue. Yeah. Um, the statue was made of bronze, a hollow interior was examined, nothing was found that could have created liquid. There were costs. Um, in interviewing the owners of the Mexican company that produced the statues, they informed us that the process of creating the statue involves a wax mold upon which the liquid bronze poured, but that the pro- the process the temperatures are so high the wax completely melted away there's no way that that wax could have been what was weeping out of okay now this is where it gets a little more interesting more more interesting so they send the liquid samples for chemical analysis um and they two distinct methods of analysis indicate the same outcome which is the liquid is olive oil with a scented mixture this is quite similar chemically to the sacred chrism the three oils bless each year for use in our sacraments and the sacred oils are all like the carrier oil right. is olive oil for all of them. Okay. So it is one oil mixed with balsam and scented perfume, which is consecrated. Um, the oil smelled like roses. Okay. So the first phase of the investigation is to determine if the phenomenon can be explained by natural causes. So far, we have not discerned natural causes for the statues emitting of liquid. If the cause of the phenomena is supernatural, we must discern if it is from God or the devil. I remind you that the church believes in the existence of fallen angels who at 
times try to trick us. We renounce the devil, however. When we all his evil promises. <laughs> when we renew our baptismal promises during the Easter season, we ask three questions. Do you renounce Satan and all of his works and all his empty show? We respond, I do to all the questions. The discernment of whether it is phenomena from God or from the evil one is a longer process. The devil can sometimes imitate holy things in order to confuse us, so we must prudent and vigilant. This is discernment takes much longer as we must look at the fruits of the phenomena. The fruits of the Holy Spirit are mentioned by St. Paul. Charity, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity. Um, that is straight from Galatians chapter 5 verse 9. Yeah. Thus the investigation is not yet complete so as to make a definitive pronounce. The Holy Spirit and the church will guide us in that respect. Okay. So, so. as of July of that year, the only pronouncement the church has made is... It was olive oil. We know it was olive oil. We know it was sacred olive oil. Um, as in it was mixed with all of the same right. chemicals that the traditional sacred oils right. use. And it was um, consecrated, so. Yeah. And so for anyone who has never been to a Catholic service or church, um, oils are used in a few various different ways. Mm -hmm. um, if it's Ash Wednesday, they'll put, they will mix the oil with the ashes right. for the cross. Um, if you are attending a Catholic church but are not Catholic, therefore you cannot take the sacraments of communion. Mm -hmm. um, you walk up to the priest with your hands kind of crossed mm -hmm. across your chest um, and they will anoint with the oil again on a cross right. on your forehead. Um, it's the oil used for baptism. It's used at weddings. I mean, this oil is kind of used in all whole, right. uh, in, in every single holy sacrament in one way, shape, or So they're, they're fairly certain that they know what that chemical looks like. Okay. As of today, May 22nd, 2022, yeah. a year and a couple days later, we still have no official pronouncement. Well, it's four years. Yeah, and two days. Yeah, you said all the year. No, I said all these years. Oh, okay. All these years and two days it's later. Um, nothing. The church has not made an official pronouncement. But in the modern day and age, if the church cannot find a actual reason, a scientific reason, mm -hmm. they very, very rarely call it a miracle, which is actually kind of a big flip from the church of, you know, a thousand years ago. Right. When there was no science and everything was, oh, it's a miracle. Right. Bad podcast. Bad podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so we have we a know. potential miracle, potential fuckery of the devil. Cool. We'll let you decide. Exactly. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> right? I didn't. I had no idea that there was a weep. And I've heard, heard of weeping statues. Oh, yeah. Up in Canada, all over the U.S., Mexico, Central America, down in South America, all over Europe, even into different parts of Asia and Africa, where Christianity is moving. Um, yeah, I had no idea there was one here. And that it was while we lived. I know, it's crazy. That's the part where like how did we miss this because we actually lived in the state at this time and we follow the news yeah so. like we do try to pay attention to the things going on around us so that's why for me this one was so very intriguing it is. because it's not that far away no. and it didn't know. no i didn't know that was which cool. is so weird no. yeah no and people were coming from all over the world but primarily people from texas and from arizona were coming in they like come to state right we are the cool state uh -huh. <laughs> that was awesome though thank you now with that yeah. we'll talk to to you. Manana. Manana. <laughs>